Please remember that past performance may not be indicative of future results. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended or undertaken by Denuso Index Advisors, or any non-investment-related content made reference to directly or indirectly during this radio program will be profitable, equal any corresponding indicated historical performance level, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation, or prove successful. Moreover, you should not assume that any such discussion serves as the receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from Denuso Index Advisors. To the extent that a listener has any questions regarding the applicability of any specific issue to his or her individual situation, he or she is encouraged to consult with the professional advisor of his or her choosing. Denuso Index Advisors is neither a law firm nor a certified public accounting firm, and no portion of the program content should be construed as legal or accounting advice. A copy of the Denuso Index Advisors' current written disclosure statement discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request. This is the Denuso Index Advisors Show on FM News Talk 104.7. Here's your host, founder and president of Denuso Index Advisors, Chief Investment Officer, P.J. Denuso. Happy weekend, Pittsburgh, and to all of our listeners. Uh, hopefully everyone had a great 4th of July Independence holiday this past Wednesday. Hopefully there was a lot of good family time spent together barbecuing and a lot of safe fun out there and uh, dads didn't get too too much involved with the fireworks with the uh, kids letting the kids have their own fun this is the denuso index show heard here on fm news talk 104.7 and across the usa on iHeartRadio. in the studio with me today is mike denuso hello mike. everyone how's it going today hey, mike and mark denuso how's it going mark very good good afternoon everyone sounds good the, our other wealth managers who rotate, uh, we rotate our wealth managers on and off the show on a weekly basis or a semi-weekly basis, a bi-weekly basis rather, are Patsy Esposito and Carl Hartman. We'd love for you to listen to us every Sunday as we discuss our experiences since 1989. And we feel, as we mentioned before, that nothing could take the place of experience regarding since 1989 where we answer our listeners' weekly questions. We speak about indexing and investments and all investments, not just indexing, but indexing is our specialty with DFA. And we speak extensively on retirement income planning. If we have two solid core competencies at our practice that we have concentrated on since 1989, it would be index investing and retirement income planning. Our goal is to take these complex financial challenges and provide straightforward, simple solutions regarding your investments, retirement, taxes, 401ks, and 403bs. We are Denuso Index Advisors, and we provide investment and retirement income planning answers and solutions. I'd like to remind everyone to go to our website, denuso.com, and to click on our radio question tab, which is clearly listed in blue and white on our homepage, where you can send us a question throughout the week and then listen in as we answer your question on the weekend. Again, that's denuzo.com, D-I-N-U-Z-Z-O.com. Our phone number again is 724-728-6564, 724-728-6564. Our home office is located in Beaver, Pennsylvania, out past the airport, and we maintain satellite offices at 555 Grand Street in downtown Pittsburgh, in the Omni William Penn, in Squirrel Hill in the East Hills, and off of Route 28 in Natrona Heights. 
We provide our services and advice because your retirement and investments, which will determine your success, are the largest financial decision you will make in your lifetime. We mention constantly that the largest financial decision that you will make in your lifetime will not, as often stated, be the purchase of your house, but rather the the purchase of your retirement. That is how important it is to you and to all of us. Again, we specialize in objective, fee-only advice customized specifically for you and your unique situation. If you're at work and if you have an early retirement package in front of you or you have a decision to make regarding a lump sum distribution versus the annuity payout from your employer, these are the largest decisions in your lifetime that you'll make. You need to sit down with a qualified individual Uh, Even some folks who are uh, self-directed do-it-yourselfers need to be very cautious because a lot of these decisions are irreversible. You will not get a second bite at the apple if you pick a solution that is not optimal for you and your family. We like to talk to individuals regarding retirement income planning. What would you say, Mark? What's the ideal time when we like to get folks in for retirement income planning? For retirement income planning, at least five years prior to retirement, ideally 10 years but as you know, PJ, it's never too early to start planning. For yeah, it's never too early, really. I mean, not that it makes our job easier. It does make our job easier, but more importantly, it makes every client's job easier. The earlier that they start planning for retirement, we're able to come up with a lot better solutions. We're a lot clearer glide path in our portfolio. I mean, every single step of the process, you're going to be more in control of. And in control and more knowledge equals a higher degree of success throughout your retirement and allowing you to do more with you planning in advance. So, yeah, Mark, like I said, five years, uh, yeah, we're straight on there to five years would be at least our bare minimum. We'd love to have 10 years or longer. Again, since 1989, we have been the largest and oldest pure indexing investment firm in the Pittsburgh area. And we specialize in dimensional fund advisors, DFA, index, stock and bond institutional mutual funds. For our book offer, which we like to mention throughout the show, and Mike will be mentioning later on as well, we offer our listeners during our show to go to our website and click on our blue button on our homepage under book requests. Again, this is clearly marked in blue and white on our homepage. We offer a complimentary book to the first 10 emailers who contact us during our show hours every Sunday. This obviously is on 104.7 FM News Talk and also to all of our listeners across the USA on iHeartRadio. Finally, regarding our seminars, we do a lot of seminars and present to many groups free of charge. If you think we may be helpful for your group, club, or organization, give us a call. And again, one last reminder, our next Denuso Index Advisor Seminar, which is titled Successful Retirement Investment and Planning, will be held on Saturday, August the 25th at 9.30 a.m., and we have an afternoon session at 1 p.m. Our seminar will be held at the Pittsburgh Golf Club in Squirrel Hill. If you have any questions and you would like to attend, please contact Terry at our home office in Beaver. And again, that's Terry at our office number in Beaver, 724-728-6564. Coming up today on the Denuso Index Show... Second quarter market commentary, along with a mid-year review. Out-of-state taxes on IRA withdrawals. Alan Greenspan versus Jim Rogers. Consumers still struggling. VA benefits. 401k plan news. And also we're going to leave you uh, with a sound clip from Burton Malkiel. Uh, as part of our weekly show, we're always answering listeners' questions. And uh, as PJ often mentions, uh, if you'd like to submit a question to us, 
you can log on to denuso.com. Uh, it's clearly listed there on our homepage. There's a, a link for radio questions. You just click on there, and all we need is a name. And uh, you just type the text in, whatever your question is. We'll try to answer it on the show. Uh, along with that, PJ mentioned uh, the book offering we have, the Investment Answer Book. That's a link right next to the radio questions. Uh, if you go in there, just give us your name and your address, and we'll have a book sent out to you. Uh, with that said, I think we'll get into the first question here, PJ. Does that sound good? Uh, sounds good, Mike. I'll tell you, before that, though, I just want to squeeze in here the uh, quarterly and mid-year market update, because this is hot off the presses here. I just wrote this, uh, and we've sent this out to all of our clients here this week. Just for a quick recap, just to take a few minutes, and then we'll go into a couple questions, Mike, and we're going to have to squeeze out a couple of things, okay. like the DIN news and then the uh, investor news. Sure. But uh, we refer to the first half of the year as a strange and bouncy market experience. For those of you who watch investment markets, the first half of 2012 was a strange and somewhat harrowing experience. The first four months of the year saw American stocks zoom upward by almost 10 percentage points, building on one of the best January performance in history. Then came May, when the Wilshire 5000, the broadest index of U.S. stocks, gave back over 6% of its value. June was muddled through until the final day of the month, when the Wilshire 5000 gained back over 2.5% in a single day and essentially saved the quarter from being considered a total disaster. If there is a lesson here, and the markets are always teaching us new ones, it is that the drops and the rises take us by surprise and that they are almost always impossible to predict. Let us take the stock market this past quarter and look where we left off in the first half of 2012. Overall, the Wilshire 5000 fell 3.1% for the second quarter, but is still up 9% plus for the year. The comparable Russell 3000 fell over 3% during the second quarter, but rose again almost 4% in June and is up over 9% as well for the year. The other stock market sector moved in very similar fashions uh, regarding the U.S. large cap indexes, U.S. mid cap, and U.S. small cap. The technology-laden NASDAQ composite lost over 5% in the second quarter, was up in June, and was up over 12% gain for the year, year-to-date for the first six months. Although energy stocks are down 3.3% for the year as a result of falling oil prices, other sectors are posting significant gains. Telecommunications are up, consumer discretionary stocks, and financial stocks are also up markedly. Looking over at international, of course, with the international challenge, the broadly-based EFE, E-A-F-E index of developed economies fell 8.3% for the quarter, despite gaining almost 7% in the last month. For the year, the index is up a scant 0.7%. Again, this in comparison to the U.S. market uh, shows that the international market, the developed uh, markets internationally are significantly, significantly underperforming year-to-date. The same story holds true with emerging markets uh, index of the fast growers. On the bond side, everybody's been familiar with this story. U.S. Treasuries remain at rock bottom yields. Uh, the 10-year Treasury ended up at a yield of 1.64%. And just as amazingly, the 30-year Treasury brought home a 2.75% annual compound yield. It is worth looking at what has led to the sudden jump in, in, in investor enthusiasm for stocks in the very last day of the quarter and see whether we should be feeling the same exuberance as the general public. The market jumped on the preliminary news that a late-night round of negotiations among the Eurozone leaders had led to a quote-unquote breakthrough, as the news media reported it. Over the weekend, following these news reports, we have learned more details. The European leaders have decided instead of lending more money to the Spanish government and possibly eroding its already shaky creditor status, 
that they would inject bailout funds directly into the Spanish banks. In addition, the lenders agreed to use the bailout funds set aside for the European Financial Stability Facility and the ECB, the European Central Bank, in a more flexible manner in order to stabilize the Eurozone markets. Finally, the leaders announced plans to create a 120 billion euro fund to stimulate growth across, growth across Europe and create jobs. If uh, there's any welcome news for anyone, it would be that Europe is, uh, is figuring out their challenges one at a time. It's a little bit different from the way that we approach it, but nonetheless, they are moving forward. So far, 2012 has been a very bumpy ride and certainly has had some scary times. But from a real investor's point of view, behind all the stum and drang, the first of the year has been unusually positive growth in the markets. We cannot predict what the second half will bring any more than we can predict about the weather will be on a certain date in October or December. Remaining steadily invested and paying as little attention as possible to the shrill voices of our increasingly frantic news outlets has been a solid strategy so far this year and has generally worked out well for investors over time. 2012 second half will undoubtedly bring us more surprises. It will force us to remember that we are not investing in current events, but in the far more boring, far more significantly daily work and effort of the people who get up each morning and contribute to the growth of our global economy and the growth of the business that they work for, the companies that we, together, are invested in. Thank you, PJ, for the market overview. Uh, now at this time, let's jump into something a little more specific. Uh, we've got a question submitted from one of our listeners here, and I'll just jump right into it. Uh, the question reads, I live in the state of Pennsylvania, currently retired, and taking monthly withdrawals from my IRA account. I am considering moving to another state. Is there anything I need to consider? Yeah, Mark, this one is uh, really loaded. And, and again, uh, Mark Denuso, we were able to pry Mark out of the office here today and uh, have him uh, come in with us. Uh, Mark has been at this since the mid-1990s. He's one of literally a handful percent of wealth managers in the United States who are a CFP, Certified Financial Planner, and also possess a master's in business degree, an MBA degree. And uh, Mark's specialty is client interaction, client service. Uh, he's meeting with clients constantly throughout the day. That is truly uh, his area of where he is a true investment uh, specialist and relationship management specialist. So, Mark, with that, uh, with that intro, why don't you go ahead and you know, give, give, give the audience some feedback on uh, Mike's first question that we've received for today. You know, the big uh, question always is, is what state you're going to be moving to because in Pennsylvania, when you take a distribution from an IRA account, uh, that is not taxed at the Pennsylvania state income level. But if you do move some of, to some of the southern states, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia, you're going to find a new item on your tax bill. Uh, that IRA withdrawal is going to be taxed at the state level. Yeah, and uh, Mark, you know, we were just working on a case recently where what it, it came up being um, a little bit north of $400, I think. A little bit over additional $400 in uh, Virginia tax, it was actually. Yeah, for the state of Virginia. And that was going to relate to a portfolio that would need to be set aside would be approximately $100,000. So in some aspects, you could say that's a $100,000 curveball or knuckleball or error in some cases if someone's not looking at that, that they may be caught short. Uh, Mike, I'll tell you what, this, let's go into the next section. Yeah, since we're running a little bit tight, but I'm going to go ahead and just touch on it very briefly. Okay. 
of uh, this week in investor news. What we got up this week in investor news is uh, I just uh, this was again too interesting to resist. Actually, on Yahoo Finance, and Yahoo Finance is an excellent area, the web, uh, an excellent area on the web for investment information. They post a lot of great articles throughout the day. One day this past week, they actually had two above the fold articles, two out of the top five. One stated, "Fiscal cliff will be resolved by Alan Greenspan," and a couple of articles below it said, "Quote unquote, here comes financial Armageddon by Jim Rogers." Again, you know. Yahoo Finance does a great job. They didn't write those articles, but two individuals who would be considered experts in a lot of people's categories are saying basically exactly the opposite thing on exactly the same day looking forward at the market. And at this time, we'd just like to extend a thank you to all of our listeners. The Denuso Index Show is hosted by P.J. Denuso, President, Founder, and Chief Investment Officer, along with our entire wealth management team. Since 1989, Denuso Index Advisors has provided retirement income planning and objective financial advice. We do specialize in DFA, that's Dimensional Fund Advisors, Institutional Index Mutual Funds. And as we mentioned earlier, our home office is located in Beaver, Pennsylvania. We have satellite branches, one at 555 Grant Street, that's downtown Pittsburgh. Also one in Squirrel Hill and off of Route 28 in Natrona Heights. We urge you all to visit the website, denuzo.com, that's D-I-N-U-Z-Z-O.com. And you'll see there, you can submit your radio questions to us. We do encourage you to do so, along with uh, the book request. We're also still offering the books to uh, the first 10 people to email during the show. We'll send the investment answer book out to you. Uh, just give us your name and your address, and we'll have that moving right along to you. That sounds good, Mike. I just want to remind everyone, this is the Denuso Index Show, sponsored by Denuso Index Advisors. What I'd like to do next, Mike, is let's go into the next bag of questions. Uh, let's hit the next question, and then we're going to do the uh, audio. Okay. Okay, sure. Uh, the next question here. My mother is in an assisted living facility, and my father is deceased. Are there any options based on my father's earnings or career or military career that can be of assistance for providing cash flow for my mother to help offset her drawing down so heavily on her investments? Yeah, that's another one, Mark, uh, that would be right up your alley. You've had a lot of experience in that category. If you'd like to share your uh, perspective with the listeners, please. Yes, one of the key uh, items that we always check on is uh, military status and if uh, either uh, spouse was uh, in our military. The nice part about that is even if you have a deceased spouse, you are eligible for VA benefits. Now, once again, this is a highly complex subject, and we do have connections with elder law attorneys that have to file special paperwork to make sure that if there is a benefit available, that we are able to get that benefit for the spouse. Yeah, Mark, so that's a good point. So, I mean, if anyone is a member of the U.S. military, if they're a U.S. military veteran during uh, what is defined by the VA as a period of conflict, which they have clearly listed, then they are able to, through the help, and I know you've helped out a lot of clients. I mean, you've helped out uh, pretty much every scenario uh, individuals who had served in the military, who their children were helping take care of them. Other individuals, like you mentioned, you've had individuals' wives whose husbands had predeceased them and served in the military who you've worked with them through the elder law attorneys that you work with for them to be able to receive. And if you can appreciate listeners, and in some of these cases, even I know one case that Mark recently consummated, it came, uh, the cash flow was a little bit over $1,000 a month, I think, Mark. Yes. 
So if you have $1,000 a month, uh, obviously that's over 12. It's, it was around 13, almost to $14,000 a year. Uh, just over the next five years, if, uh, if the parent lives for five years uh, at $14,000, that's a $70,000 savings for that individual and the family. So again, that's just another, another level that we deal with at the practice. And again, Mark specializes that. These things all come out at the client review meetings, which we have with our clients at least once a year. We like to jump into, we're getting a little bit tight on time. We're going to jump into a Burton Malkiel interview. We feel that Bert, Professor Burton Malkiel from Princeton University is one of the fathers of finance. And he wrote The Random Walk Down Wall Street, the original edition in 1973. Recently had his 10th edition that came out. Uh, he was recently interviewed by Steve Leisman on CNBC. And you'll hear Professor Malkiel talk about efficient markets, that information is disseminated quickly and prices are very hard to beat. Active managers find it very hard to beat. And if they do, they generally don't repeat again the next year or the next period. And he talks about the efficient market hypothesis and that markets are not always correct, but they're more correct than an individual who is able to consistently see something, so to speak, in the markets that other people cannot. Again, uh, he'll, he states that no one can consistently beat the market. And Steve Leisman challenges him on the other side of it. So we just asked individuals to you know, uh, hear the information we uh, like to share with them, and these are by the academic leaders that we follow. And uh, I will now cue up uh, Burton's interview on CNBC. Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke will be speaking today at the Princeton Club in New York City, and that's where we find our chief economics reporter, Steve Leisman, along with a special guest. Steve? <laughs> Yeah, Becky, I'm here with famous author Burton Malkiel, author of A Random Walk Down Wall Street, published in 1973, and in January, the 10th edition came out. That is correct. Thank you for joining us, Burton. I'm going to go right after you here. The sure. financial crisis, one of the criticisms was that uh, the markets didn't work. An emerging body of work saying, you're wrong. Markets are not efficient, as you posited. What efficient markets mean is that information gets reflected quickly and you get a tableau of prices that's very hard to beat. And in fact, most active managers don't beat the index, and those that do in one year aren't usually the same ones that do in the next year. What the efficient market hypothesis does not mean is that markets are always correct. Markets are always wrong. The point is, nobody knows at any one time. The price is wrong, but nobody knows whether it's too high or too low. And that, the market is unbeatable, but that doesn't mean it's right. And clearly, during the dot-com bubble, prices were wrong. During the uh, recent uh, run-up of real estate prices, prices were wrong. But sure, there were some people who shorted the market and made money, but Nobody can consistently beat the market. That's the idea of the efficient market. Is it the same thing as saying over time the market is the only one that gets it right? The uh, only thing over that gets time, it right. the market gets it more right than anybody else. Yeah, PJ, I know we just heard the clip there, and to keep things moving along, did you want to try to get into DIA in the news? Yeah, I'll tell you, let me just touch on that, Mike. Again, I just wanted to reiterate, you know, Professor, Professor Malkiel, and again, uh, his random walk down Wall Street is currently in, in its 10th edition since 1973. And again, to recap, you know, what his opinion is from his academic studies are that no one can consistently beat the market. Over time, the market is the only one who gets it right. And we just like to put that information out there for individuals. We like to say to a lot of folks that if they like Vanguard, we think that they'll love us if they've done the time and put the research in. 
Yeah, Mike, on the uh, DIN news, let's just touch on that. Uh, we recently had a nice quote in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette in an article by Mr. Tim Grant titled, Consumers Still Struggling. And uh, it was a uh, real nice piece on the front page of the business section. We'll just cover just a little bit. Uh, our pullout quote on it was, going into the super recession of 2008 to 2009, the average household was overextended with debt by historical standards. That problem became magnified for a significant number of households and continued to provide a formidable challenge to get back on track. You can never go wrong paying off debt. Families may have significant debt to pay down, but you also cannot ignore savings while paying down your debt. Again, we sort of uh, covered a lot of very important topics on the show today, the importance of financial planning, the the importance of retirement income planning, of being able to sit down with your wealth manager, at least on an annual basis. We refer to it as an annual financial checkup. These annual financial checkups last anywhere from two to two and a half hours. uh, We would encourage you to pick up the phone and give us a call at 724-728-6564 to schedule a no-cost, no-obligation initial consultation with one of our wealth managers. Again, Carl Hartman heads that up for us. So if you ask for Carl, shoot us a message on the... Shoot us a message on our website, or don't forget to put in a request for one of our books. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk with you next week. Please remember that past performance may not be indicative of future results. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended or undertaken by Denuso Index Advisors, or any non-investment-related content made reference to directly or indirectly during this radio program will be profitable, equal any corresponding indicated historical performance level, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation, or prove successful. Moreover, you should not assume that any such discussions serves as the receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from Denuso Index Advisors. To the extent that a listener has any questions regarding the applicability of any specific issue to his or her individual situation, he or she is encouraged to consult with the professional advisor of his or her choosing. Denuso Index Advisors is neither a law firm nor a certified public accounting firm, and no portion of the program content should be construed as legal or accounting advice. A copy of the Denuso Index Advisors' current written disclosure statement discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request.